Welcome to Empowering Chats with Susan Burrell. This is where I help strong, capable women excavate the inner garbage in their life so they can become more confident and have more clarity on who they are and how they really want to be in the world. We have rich, juicy conversations about, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment, but also about radiating your brilliance and loving yourself more than you ever have in your life. And who doesn't want that? So join me now for another empowering chat. Hi, and before we dive into today's amazing uh, chat with Susan Burrell, I just want to remind you of the theme for the year, for 2021. Last year, in 2020, we did empowerment. And this year, I was called to focus on the idea of light leader, being a light leader. So today is the first month, or this is the month of January. And so we're going to focus on L of light leader. And that is light, of course, and love. And the reason why I'm choosing this as the theme for the month is, well, if you've been around uh, so far this year, it's been pretty astounding. So I am calling forward within myself and asking everybody that listens to really go within and focus on the light that we all are, that divine spark of light. And then also focus on expanding the love, the love that we all are, regardless of what we think or see out in the world, to focus on the light that we are and the love that we are. And the guests that I'm having on the show this month, I think are going to empower you and in, invite you to go a little deeper within yourself accessing that light and love that you are. And don't forget to uh, check out my Facebook group, Live Your Empowered Life. In that group, we are doing workshops. I have uh, two Are You a Light Leader workshops scheduled. So hey, why not jump in, investigate, and really begin to stand in your own personal power of light, of love. So with that said, enjoy our show today. So here we are with another empowering chat. I'm so thrilled to have this um, author, speaker, coach, uh, PhD person on today because I think we're going to go for a really lovely deep ride. So I want to welcome today Dr. Tracy Johnson. Dr. Tracy, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your chat. I always get excited when I have opportunity to connect with like-minded individuals that is filled with love and light. So thank you so much. Oh, I got to tell you, I got chills from the top of my head all the way down to the bottom of my toes. I cannot. Oh, and that to me is just an affirmation that spirit's in the house. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. I feel it too. So you have, uh, your website is called Open Heart World. And I, before we dive into all that you are and do and everything, your book is called Broken Open. And I, would you mind sharing with the audience why Broken Open? It, 
if I'm correct, it was a personal experience you went through that broke you open? Yes, yes. And so I call it broken open because so often um, it, we, when something happens traumatic in our lives in reference to like a relationship ending or anything that causes tremendous pain, we always, you know, say that our heart is broken. But I um, said it is broken open so that the treasure that's within your earthen vessel can come forth. So it's like seeing the whole um, experience in terms of pain within your heart from a higher perspective. And so that's why I call it broken open instead of your heart being broken. So can I ask you, Dr. Tracy, that, um, see, did you know when you were going through this experience that that was a good thing to be heartbroken, that you were going to eventually translate it to broken open? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no. good. Because I, I went not. through a heartbreak and I, at the time I was like not having any of it. It was oh, no, no, no I, I, I promise you. So, you know, as we um, continue on our journey and we grow and evolve, that's when the revelation comes and even like when I, um, it was given to me to call it broken open. Um, during that time, it was also revealed that pain is not who we are. It's just, just a sensation. And so, mm. so often we label things as being negative or that it's a bad thing. But if we shift again, it's always, um, for me looking at things from a higher perspective. And so if we look at pain as just being a sensation, that's no different than any other sensation that we experience, then it will be, we'll have a different, our journey will shift and change and we'll have a different experience of whatever it is that we're going through. Right, so, so Dr. Tracy, let me ask you, because uh, yeah, in my experience, I found, and with some of, with my clients too, but my, in my personal journey, um, when I've had pain, there is, it, pain tends to get our attention and we focus on it. I focus on my pain. And then it, later down the line, you know, a few more steps down that path, I turn around and go, why am I holding on to this big heap of pain? Right. So how do we, what do we do to recognize that the pain is for our higher good? What do we do to get, I want to say, get rid of the pain. I don't know. Can we ever get rid of pain? Oh, yes. Yeah. So one of the things that I share in the book is that whenever you're experiencing something that is out of alignment or is you're experiencing something that you do not desire, it's your heart's way of communicating with you. I call it your, your heart's love language. And so to the degree in which you, ex, you know, as far as the level of pain is your heart revealing to you how far out of alignment you are with what you choose and desire in terms of any situation or circumstance that you find yourself in that's causing that that experience of pain so wow. it's like one of the things that we so often do is we either bypass um what we are experiencing when it's you know concerns pain and we try to um look for things outside of us to avoid it or not have to deal with it but it is, if we shift and understand again, that it is about our growth and evolution and that it's our heart's way of communicating with us to let us know, hey, you're going to, down the wrong path or, you know, what, like you said, it'll like share, show you that why, why am I holding on to this? 
And this can right. be just as easy as making that decision to say, this is, this is not serving me and, and just go within and find out what, what it is that your heart is calling for in that moment for you to be able to shift back into alignment. So Dr. Crazy, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious. I'm very curious. <laughs> if you don't mind, just for the listeners, I, I work with a lot of women that are um, going through divorce or they're stuck mm -hmm. in life and that pain blanket, you know, for some of these people, for me at one point, it was that way. Um, it was because I went through a very contentious divorce. So what was your breaking open? What, if you don't mind sharing that personal tidbit? Oh, no problem. Well, I, you know, I would say that I've been broken open several times. Oh, but ouch. It, yes, it, it was in a, in, um, because of relationship, that was like the primary um, uh, thing that happened to me that caused me to be broken open. And uh, I'm not gonna say that, and it is not easy, especially when you're, you're not familiar with what I experienced and learned uh, in terms of my growth as a result of that. But mm -hmm. now it's like one of the things, in, and I don't know if you, you were getting that as far as what can these women do to be able to shift because yes, it's, it's very traumatic. Like my situation was that the individual that I was in a relationship with, he, he had uh, addictions mm. and you know, one was a gambling addiction and the other one was uh, uh, women. And so, oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, so, you know, especially when you, when you trust the individual and you, you thought and expected for that, you thought they were being truthful and honest and all of that good stuff. And then you get slapped in the face when the reality um, sets in that this person is, is not who you thought he was and you've been in a relationship with him so long. So I'm sure like all of the women who are going through divorce and it wasn't something that was directly related to what they have done, we all um, play a part, but Yes, that's what. Yeah, I, you know, and I'm relating to everything you're saying right now. Uh, and, 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 you know, and people would say, people would say, and I've had clients sit in, you know, in my office and say, you know, my friends told me just open your eyes. And I remember people saying that to me, just open your eyes. And, 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 and as, you, as you're talking, I was getting this image of, it, I, you know, if my eyes were open, I, I just had to have my eyelids peeled back so I could see more, you know, it's like right. my perspective was so narrow right. because of that belief uh, uh, mm -hmm. and trust of the individual that it was very hard for me to see anything that wasn't, that didn't fit my personal right. idea. Yes. Yes. And then it's so funny after we've gone through it, Right. And, mm -hmm. and we're, we've been healed. And he's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, I, this, you know, I, I should have known this or I should have saw, you know, now you can see everything. Right. All of the signs. And and it's just that because we want it so badly. Right. We want yes. to, to we hold on and we'll we'll tell ourselves anything. Right. And we we don't want to believe anything anyone else is saying because our heart desires. I remember one one time I um, I heard this woman tell a young lady. She said, "Your heart doesn't care about anything. It just wants what it wants. Mm. It doesn't care about anything else. It just wants what it wants." Mm -hmm. 
And so if, you know, and, and I would say that's the heart that's filled with emotional blocks, because that's what I talk about. In okay, so let's talk about that, the emotional blocks, because that's what I had to recognize and work through that. And I did it like during the, during my divorce, I did it privately, you know, I, I did. Uh, and it's now the basis of my work with clients. And it sounds like it's the basis of your work with clients. So let's talk about the emotional heart blocks. Yeah. So like the, I call like the emotional blocks are low level emotions. That's what I call them. Like, um, fear and anger, frustration, bitterness, all of those different emotions that we experience. Um, and one of the things that always assists uh, my clients and those who, you know, read my book is that um, when it was revealed to me in terms of what uh, love is, right? So, um, and I'll share this because then it'll make more sense when I share um, the powerful revelation that I received surrounding emotional blocks is that um, one day when it was revealed to me because I needed to, as a result of being broken open, I'm like, okay, uh, I'm tired of this. And what is love really? Because it's not what I thought it was because I'm having a different type of experience based on, on my journey with this individual. So it was given to me uh, that love is all there is. It is the creative force which gives life to everything and everyone. It is experienced and expressed in many different ways and to the degree that your heart is open mm. to allow love from the inside out mm. degree that you will experience it and have the capacities to express it. So when I say it's open, so if your heart is filled with emotional blocks and so like when we talk about, um, the, the emotional pain and how we so often resist it. I used to look at the emotional blocks as being something negative, right? Yes. As I, you know, sat with my heart because I connect with my heart, live from my heart. I thought about the definition and it was like, well, if love is all there is, then how could the emotional blocks be negative? And so mm. my heart revealed to me, it's just love turned inside out. <gasps> Oh my God. I got chills again, Dr. Tracy. Yes. It love is, turned inside out. Yes. Because if love is everything. So we, so like when we talked about, you know, experiencing the pain and it being just a sensation, but not only that is it's love turned inside out, then we can have a different experience with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Going through. And so it was, that was so, 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 so amazing and powerful and so like you know the emotional blocks like when we have fear or we're, we're stressed or angry or or have like bitterness like that was one of the things that I found that in terms of the emotional block that my heart revealed to me one of the major ones was bitterness yes was like oh my god so bitterness was a frustration and anger and fear all wrapped in one Cause at first I was questioning that. And then whenever my heart revealed to me, that's what bitterness was. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm bitter. Yes. Frustrated, angry, and had so much fear in my heart. And see the fear comes from like, when we're in a situation, like when you say we, we don't, we're blinded by what we want to see in, in, in here. It's just like, if we allow ourselves to really see and accept what's going on, the fear of it is that, 
I'm going through pain right now, but it's going to be worse if I allow myself to see. That's right. the biggest fear, right? If I really yes. look at the, the pain, yes. the center of it, which looks really dark because you just don't know wh what's in there, it, mm -hmm. that is the thing that blocks us the most because mm -hmm. we have to face the pain. We have to face the fear. We have to face the bitterness. Right. And the fear is, is the, 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 the main energy that is that comprised that the, the, all of the emotional blocks is comprised of because you know, we, we, I'm sure you probably heard this as well. There's only two, it's either love or fear. Mm -hmm. And so like with the layers of love, the foundation and, and what's the um, layers of love is comprised of is love, like love. And so like, when I talk about the 12 layers of love, it's the experience and the manifestation of love within your heart. So when you, so when you are talking to clients, let's say, um, of how to learn to love from the inside out, because so many people, women, I think, especially mm -hmm. been taught generationally that um, a man is the one that's going to complete us, right? If a man mm -hmm. loves us or, you know, or if you're a lesbian, if another person loves us, right, mm -hmm. then we're complete as opposed to learning to love from the inside out. So how do you explain that to you? This is with your 12 uh, layers of love. Yes. Yes. And so one of the things that, that really like changed my life, my world is like, I thought about it like one day, because as a result of what happened to me in terms of the relationship and I said, okay, I had to stop and say, okay, I don't even know what love looks like or feel like. To mm -hmm. me. It's like so many people, like a lot of my clients say, if I just say to them, what is, what, what is love to you? They have such a hard time with defining that. And I remember years ago, I was one of the, those people. And so I said, okay, I'm going to be my own soulmate. Okay. And that was the way I was able to define it because I said, if I was my own soulmate, right, that person that we desire to attract in our lives, how would I treat me? How would oh. I demonstrate love to me? Right. And so, oh my God, that's such a great question for people. Yes, yes, and because that will help you. And so, like, then I was able to also take that relationship that caused my heart to be broken open and use that as a way of me being able to say, okay, not to judge that person because it served me to say, what was it in that relationship that I was not experiencing that I desired when it's concerned love? Mm. as far as that person demonstrating love to me and mm -hmm. so the other thing that I experienced or received was you expect for someone else to love you in a certain way in a certain manner but you're not loving yourself that way right oh my god that is so true it's I mean it's truth when I when I Real, and I did so much inner work and metaphysical mm -hmm. work and mm -hmm. you know studied and and when my uh, relation, my marriage was really clear, it was over, I, I, I was hiking and realized I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't even know who I was. Right, right. And then one of the other things that it was so funny because, you know, I'm sure like you've heard this before, you can't love anyone else, not unless you love yourself first, right? Mm -hmm. And I know when I, when I was younger, 
probably in my 20s, I used to think like, why? Because I was like, why? Why do you have to love yourself first? And I know that sounds crazy, right? But that was the thing that was in my head because the only, the reason why I was saying that to myself because I didn't even have a clue. Yeah. Like how am I supposed to love myself first? I don't even know what that looks like because my experience of love has always been from the outside in, meaning my first experience of love was from my parents and then, you know, my family. And then from there, the people in my church or my friends. So that's my experience of love. And, and I didn't, I didn't get it. So right. when, I, when I started, when I made the decision to be my own soulmate, then I, I began to, it was, it helped me to see like, like when we say we make this list of the kind of man that we want or, and, and we want him to be like this, this, and this, but we can also make a list of how we desire to experience love, right? And what love looks like. And then when you make that list, then you begin to demonstrate that to yourself. You know, I like when they say to, um, to attract a friend, you have to be a friendly or be a friend, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. It really is. And, and it's interesting because I, now I think the millennials maybe have it differently than, than my generation, but I was the same way in my twenties. It was all about getting the person, the people outside to love me, to like mm -hmm. me, you know, to, mm -hmm. and it never, ever, ever. And I was studying, I was deep into metaphysics in my twenties and it never dawned on me that I needed to love myself first. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know the first thing. And so my question to you, Dr. Tracy is, do you think that learning to love yourself re also requires having some life growth, life experience? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um, as a result of my journey, if I wouldn't have gone through what I would gone through, I would never have experienced it or, or knew how to, to demonstrate love to myself. Because again, going back to the relationship, if mm -hmm. I hadn't gone through what I went through, I wouldn't be able to say, you know, like that, I don't know if you, um, um, Abraham Hicks, she yes. used to say, you, she talks about the vortex. She said, she talks about how you don't know what you want until you know, until you know what you don't want. Like exactly. it helps you to define. So my experience in that relationship based on what I did not want, helped me to decide, okay, I don't want this. So the opposite of that is this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what helps me to really, and one of the things that it was two things that came through. And in my book, I take the individuals on a journey and I give them exercises to help them to define what love looks like and feel like to them. Yay. I'm clapping my hands, Dr. Tracy. I love yeah. exercises. Yes. Yes. That's the only way people get it. If they just read yes. a book, they close the book at the end of the, you know, chapter or whatever yes. and walk away and they're not doing it. Yes. And so like one of the things that came through for me and it changed my life and my world. And it was like, uh, make choices and decisions that resonate within your heart and that is important to you mm -hmm. because um in the relationship the reason why I came up with that is because I was doing things that was not important to me to try to please the individual that I was in a relationship with he wanted me to do certain things and so I would in order to try to 
to have peace and harmony within the relationship or hold on to the relationship. I would go along to get along and some things didn't totally resonate within my heart and made me feel good. I mean, not like I was just told like a, a, a doormat or anything like that. No, I have too much, too much feist in me to be that, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't taking no mess when it concerned certain uh-huh. things, but uh-huh. it was just, I allowed myself to be there for longer than, than I should have. And then the other thing, it was that uh, one of the things to demonstrate love to myself was letting myself off the hook. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. But it, after I began to practice that, oh my goodness, I was so free. Oh my goodness. I, it, my heart felt so free. Cause we, you know, when you don't, when you, um, when I, I point to that, I say that is because so often we judge ourselves, we beat ourselves up. We have this carry guilt and shame and things of that nature. And it was just like, no, I let myself off the hook. Wow. Yes. So you have a process that is AIR heart scan. Can you just speak a little bit about that? Okay. So um, the the AIR stands for A, it stands for abundance. I stands for your inner journey. And R is relationships. And so those are the three things that affects us the most in our lives and on our journey. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when I, the heart scan process, and I always, um, I call myself a guide more than anything, a practitioner of the heart and a guide, because uh-huh. I assist you, I guide you to your answers. So whenever I have a client or when I'm doing heart scan readings, what I would have the individual do is whatever area the, out of those three areas that they find themselves having the most challenges with is that's what what um we would do I would do the heart scan on like to help them to see what are the emotional blocks that's keeping them from experiencing and manifesting what they desire in within those three areas mm-hmm. I think so, that's brilliant yeah so the heart scan process the first part is I will have the you know like we when we did our meditation have the individual connect with their heart by focusing on their heart and imagine breathing love with the in and out of their heart, right? To put them in their heart space, to put their hand on their heart. And then I, the first, you know, throughout the heart scan, um, they're communicating with their heart. And so the first question that they will to um, ask their heart is what are the layers that need my attention right now? So when I talk about the, the layers, I'm talking about like the 12 layers of love, um, which points to like peace and trust, prosperity, joy, power, um, uh, your passion, again, love, knowledge, joy, um, intimacy, all of those things. So what will happen is, is that their heart will reveal to them and always have them to allow three, three cards to come forth. And then the next part is, what are the emotions that's blocking those layers, right? So uh-huh. for example, if you, if they, the heart revealed to them that they're, that the layer of trust is being blocked, then the heart will say, you know, let them know, okay, when they pull the next card, what is keeping them from trusting? It could be anger, for example. So that's the second part. 
And then the third part is, is what I call, I call it the call to love, which is your heart, what your heart is calling for, the manner in which your heart is calling for you to demonstrate love to yourself in order to clear that emotional block. Oh, I love that. Yes, it is so powerful. And I'm not just saying that because it was something that was given to me. And it, I mean, people's lives are changed because not only do they know what, you know, because like with the 12 layers of love, you can experience one or two at the same time. And if you're not experiencing those layers, that means I always say you're falling out of love because within the center point of your heart is where the 12 layers lie. And so when you're not experiencing peace, that means you have fallen out of alignment with love. And so if you don't have peace, then let's say, okay, in the area, like, for example, you don't have inner peace. So that would be your inner journey. Then your heart mm -hmm. will say, okay, if you don't have peace, then it's going to, you can say like, what is the emotion that's blocking your peace? It could be stress. So your heart will say that. And then, then, you know, it'll tell you, what do you need to do? in order to clear that emotional block so oh this is so funny i pulled the card that i told you was one of the most powerful things so if you don't have peace in your heart and what's blocking it is stress then it says make choices and decisions that are in alignment with who you are what's important to you and what resonates within your heart so that would be what would be called the call to love and that's what your heart is saying you know make choices and decisions based on who you are, like what is important to you. And then that will clear that emotional block. Cause at this point, you just, you're keeping yourself from yourself, keeping you from you. Right. Oh, that's, it makes so much sense to me. Complete sense to me. So Dr. Tracy, if, if people want to get a hold of you and, 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 and find out more about what you do, how do they do that? Um, as you may mention in the beginning, my website is open heart world dot com and then like when you go on the website there is a a um, a link that has, says heart scans and it, it's three different options there's one where it's a 30 minute you know mini heart scan and then there's one that's an hour where we go deeper and then and then the third is a heart scan and then i have heart scan cards that individuals will be able to purchase to be able to do their own heart scan when they're having challenges. And it's just really exciting. It's really important um, for you, like when you're having challenges to be able to say, okay, let me connect with my heart and see what's going on and allow your heart to reveal to you what's blocking. I always say blocking your love because um, as you, you studied metaphysics, like our heart creates a magnetic field yes. that attracts things to us, right? But if we have emotional blocks, then that means our magnet is weak. Yes. Okay. And then that, that either slows down the manifestation or it totally blocks it in, and we we're not able to experience or attract it to us. That's and that's a, that, so everybody that's listening, I just want you to hear what Dr. Tracy just said, because that's the truth. If you are working on shifting your life and you're cure, you don't understand why what you intended, right? If you said mm -hmm. intentions, yes. why that's not coming to you, it mm -hmm. is, I'm in such agreement with you, Dr. Tracy, it's because something is blocking that heart space, which mm -hmm. is the attractor. Yes. The not the mind, block. not the nope. mind, nope. the heart. <laughs> and I talk about that. This, I'm so glad you said that because 
um, the first chapter talks about the heart. And I shared my journey, how when I first started on this, this metaphysical journey, um, I was always told that your, your, your thoughts create your reality. <laughs> and, and, and I was, and you know, it's an uphill battle trying to keep track with, with your thoughts to make sure you don't create something you don't desire. Oh, hell and, yes. And as a result of my court studies and doing my research for my dissertation, uh, I found out that your heart has a little brain. Yeah. And that, um, cause I remember when I wrote my thesis, it was called, um, as a, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right. Uh -huh, and, uh -huh. you know, and I used to, when I grew up, I was, when I was growing up, I was like, how can a heart think if it doesn't have a, a brain? And then I grow up and become this person who's fanatical and studying and doing research surrounding metaphysics and philosophy and found out that heart does have a brain and yeah. that the heart is even more powerful than, than the brain ever. It, it's the one that sends messages to the brain. So right. it's our wisdom center. Yes. And so one of the things that I always share as well is that a lot of and one of the things that I didn't fully understand the difference between your emotions and your feelings. I used to like, what's the difference? Mm -hmm. And so the, when we talk about manifesting, I always call myself a master manifester because your, your feelings is the language of your soul. And so I would tell my, the individuals that this is three parts to your feelings. Three, your feelings is comprised of three parts. One, what you believe, your beliefs affects your thoughts, and then your thoughts affects your emotions. And so when I talk about low level emotions pointing to the emotional blocks. So if, you're, if you are not fully manifesting what you desire, I always say back the train up. First of all, you're believing a lie because and when I, and I say it in that manner to help people know that, okay, if you're not experiencing what you desire, it's your heart's way when you're having low level emotion, your heart's way of telling you that what you believe in is not true. Right. Right. And yes. then, you know, our beliefs affects what we think. Right. So right. when you make adjustments to what you believe in and, and, and bring in alignment, what, what is truth, then you will begin to think in alignment right with what is true and then your emotions will you know like how we talk about your vibration is raised so those feelings and so the stronger the the feelings are regardless if it's positive or what some people call negative because i don't call anything good or bad i just call it a higher good it's like good and then a higher good mm -hmm. but if it's if it's something that you're not experiencing that's what those three things you have to look at Yes. The first thing is what you believe, because once you shift the belief into the alignment, alignment with truth and what you desire, then the other two will will shift. And when that happens, then your magnet becomes strong. OK, because the emotions, again, is the emotional blocks. If there if that's a low level, then you're going to your mag that points to your magnet being weak and you're 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 creating a mess. That's what I'll call it. You're creating a myth. Yeah, and then and and you can't live reality in a myth or a lie. Mm -mm. I mean, you can. Lots of people do. Yeah, we do. Even but, like when we go back to like our situation in the relationships, that's what we were doing. 
Yeah. And it's not happy. It's not a happy time. No. And, and having gone through that and learned more about ourselves internally, emotionally, do you find that, Dr. Tracy, do you find you're happier now? Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, it's not even, it goes beyond happy because you know how when they say happiness is about what's happening, it's based on what's happening. I promise you, I live from my heart. And one of the things that I help my clients and those that, you know, as far as workshops and those that I do heart scan readings is that um, to build a relationship with your heart. I mean, like I take it all the way to the degree and level of having them to say to their heart, what is your name? Because mm-hmm. your heart has a name. And so like when, I, when the thing that transformed my life, the initial thing was I heard someone say, just talk to your heart and ask questions, it'll answer you. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna try that. So one day I said to my heart, I said, what makes you sad? And immediately I heard, when you don't listen to me. And I was like, oh my God, my heart responded because I asked that question because I didn't have a clue. Right? (laughs) Right? I I mean, like outside of myself, like, okay, this person I'm in a relationship makes me sad, you know, makes me sad. But it was like, well, you don't listen to me. And so I began my journey in having conversations with my heart. It didn't happened like right or right away every now and again or when I felt myself found myself in a lot of pain then I'll stop and just start talking to my heart because I can't take this you know anymore but um I had um one day I asked my heart what her name was because I wanted to build a relationship and it's you right because Mm -hmm. we wake up in the morning do we say good morning do you say good morning Susan no we don't do that no and so after I found out what my heart name was, when I wake up in the morning, I said, and her name is Belle, B-E-L-L-E, like L meaning God, because that's the part, when I talk about the part, I'm talking about that part is one with, you know, the creator, God, the universe, whatever, you know, people want to use. Uh, and so I, I have a conversation with Belle all the time. And I love that. It feels so good. And like, Susan, you could just, you know, because sometimes when, you, when I tell my clients or individuals to ask their heart, what's, what's their name? And they'll be like, I can't, I don't know. Or what I said, well, if I said to you, what's your name? You'll say, Susan, right away. You don't think about it. I say, you ask your heart, what's her name? She'll tell you right away. Whatever name comes up, whatever word or anything, that's her name. And so from that point on, you could just address her. Okay, what's, you know, Belle? I need you to help me with this or I'm going through some, some issues or changes and you just be still and listen. Oh my God, that tr- Dr. Tracy, that's brilliant. And it's simple. Yes. Easy to do, yes. simple and it's brilliant. Oh my goodness. Sourcing the wisdom of your own heart by asking it its name. Yes, so I want you to do that, Miss Susan. I will. So when I you shall. wake up in the morning, you wake up in the morning and you just say, good morning. And it feels so good because, you know, your heart responds and I live from my heart. I promise you. And my life has changed tremendously. I, my book changed my life. I, you know, I walk my talk and my, I have so much joy and peace. And so when you, and one of the things that I, I call it, like when you stay focused on your heart and you stay in, a, in the center of your heart, I call it practicing the presence of love. Yes. Right. And so when you're, when you get used to being in that center point, 
whenever there's a, just a little small shift, you know it. Mm-hmm. Because so often what happens is, is that individuals are so stuck in their head that they don't realize that their heart has been communicating with them and giving them signals and signs until it takes them over. Like until you experience that overwhelming pain because you just, and so I always call it shifting from your mind to your heart. And when you live from your heart, everything in your life will change. I promise you. And I would, I, I am so happy and thankful. And I'm not saying that I don't have different things that go on um, but I, my life, I experienced my life totally different now, totally different. It's a totally different experience and it feels so good. It feels so good. I love that. And I, and I just want to share with the listeners, if you aren't living from your heart, if you don't feel what Dr. Tracy's saying of, of peace and love for yourself, then go to her website, openheartworld.com. And check out what she does. But and the book is called Broken Open, and it's a workbook. Everybody, there's exercises. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yay! And and so uh, <laughs> in the subtitle, just to make let everybody know, it's a a truthful journey into the heart, I not just that. a journey, a truthful journey into your heart. So, so broken open, broken yeah. open. And um, I, so Dr. Tracy, from one spiritual guide to another. I so appreciate uh, you being here today to do this journey with us and guide us. And, and I just, okay, I have chills just, so I just want to tell you, Dr. Tracy, I am so grateful for the work that you do for who you have become as a, a spiritual leader, a light leader in the world, because now is the time. So many people need yeah. people like you and I. And so thank you for doing it and committing to it so much. Oh, it's, it is so my pleasure. I do what I love and love what I do. And I always tell my clients and those that I serve that they afford me to do that, you know, because if, without them trusting us, right? With right. their heart. Cause that's what I always say. You're trusting me with your heart. And we, we, you know, just to be able to do that is just such a, yeah. I always say a privilege and an honor to be chosen to assist in shifting the hearts of humanity. Cause that's one of the things that like on my website is the mission. My desire is to um, restore love within the hearts of humanity. Oh my God. And what perfect timing right now, right here, right now. Yes. So I've been talking with Dr. Tracy Johnson. Uh, The book is called Broken Open uh, and go to openheartworld.com to find out more. Dr. Tracy, thank you again. And I'm just going to end with, and so it is, namaste. Well, that wraps up our empowering chat today. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go to susanburrell.com. You can see all the information about my new book, Live an Empowered Life, A 30-Day Journey. You can also access guided meditations that I have on Insight Timer through the website. And just see what else is out there on my site that you might find empowering and exciting to experience. You can also contact me through the website at Susan at SusanMorell.com. That's it for today. See you next time.